hey, we're all a little kinky in the real world. Hello and welcome back to Kinky in the Real World. This is season two, baby. Season yes. two. Oh. <laughs> I'm Becca. I'm Luna. And we are going to be doing uh, a whole bunch of Q&As today, and that is going to be our very first episode back. But we've got lots more coming down the pipe. We're going to expand on some of these Q&As we're going to talk about today. And also, we still have our monster fucking files, which I'm kind of... It's perfect for October. Yes. Yeah. It's really better at this point. So totally. Good. We'll finish up the monster fucking files in October, which will be super, super fun. So if you haven't watched those, you can go back and there's uh, about three episodes of those already uh, in the channel. So what, let's just dive right in. Oh, I did want to say, because we were just talking about it. I don't know if I wore this shirt before. Uh, it says good trouble on it. And I love it because I can go like angel. Oh no! Yeah, I, didn't, well. I, I would know if you if you show me that I would. Remember. Okay. <laughs> it's also really it encourages people to touch my boobs. So oh, let me play with the shirt. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. That, you can't fail with that. No, definitely, I haven't seen that before. I okay. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, it's totally been like since we started the podcast, a goal of mine to wear interesting shirts and all the things just because i'm a weirdo yeah you're, you're the sartorial <laughs> stylish person i'm kind of like i bro i'm i'm the lumberjack so no we're, <laughs> we're gonna get you to a burning event and you're gonna embrace costuming and you'll be in other we'll be on the podcast with a goat mask on so like well, I have a gold mask. Like, that's yeah. the thing. I make costumes. I was a cosplayer for years. It's just, like, costuming got expensive. It is. Boo. And then I thought, maybe I'll get back into it, but the challenge will be make it as cheap. Like, I'll make everything out of duct tape and cardboard and that's see how great. good it can look without it being legit, like, costuming but yeah no I we'll see that. maybe there'll be a new uh, a, a new uh, kinky challenge right <laughs> kinky challenges Ooh, that sounds yeah. good who does duct tape corsets oh i love it oh yeah no yeah I it has a ring to it it does might do it for real i don't know yeah <laughs> check with me check back with me in two weeks <laughs> <laughs> or shoot us a question in our tumblr or, or our email um okay so we're gonna stop at some questions this one uh, by the half herd from Tumblr, they ask. Uh, so here's a fun question: As someone beginning to dip my toes back into the dating scene, which feels somewhat terrifying nowadays, uh huh. At what point do you think someone should admit to having these kinds of interests? And I'm assuming by these kinds of interests, you mean kinky ones, especially yeah. when it's more than just kinky sex that you're looking for. When it's more like a lifestyle-oriented side of things, could really use some advice on this topic. Great question yeah yeah we're sorry it took so long to get to it we were on a summer break kind of yeah we um, back from hiatus yeah yeah Yeah, i hope i hope they're not suffering to this day (laughs) yeah i hope the summer Uh, dating was okay (laughs) yeah it's scary though i mean i'm with them it's dating is so daunting that is but personally i think the more open the better the soonest 
Yeah. You want to attract the right person as soon as possible. So be you don't right want to filtering. Yeah. That that would be my my policy. That is my policy. Well, yeah. Like you don't I'm... have to expose like graphic pictures of like, <laughs> yeah, I want to specifically hang people on the wall. But like just show who you are. Exactly. Be upfront. Um one of the things when before I met Misty and I was kind of stepping into the dating scene myself, my friend uh, Anna, she was like, you should go to where the kinky people are. And I'm like, That's a good idea. She's like, you know, so and she was dating at the time as well. And um, so she had already kind of dove in, into FetLife and Alt.com, I believe is another one. Alt.com was oh. Crazy. I was in there for about 15 minutes and was like, nope, nope, nope. And then, uh, but uh, FetLife okay. Fet was way more chill. Like it wasn't. Oh, so yeah. FetLife is really, it's, it's, I would recommend that for anybody in the, in the sense that it's not scary. Like it's exactly. really. Yeah. You're not like bombarded with. It's Facebook, Facebook in black. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's Facebook, there's more nude shots and it's black. Yeah. The that's advertising it. is sex toys. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's really, it. um, I really, I really love FetLife. I think it's a fantastic platform. I think it's a great, like, I'm, yeah. I'm no longer on it for, for like, you know, personal reasons, but like, it's not because I'm against it. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's really, I think it's a good, it's a very good platform for. It's a great for, way to find for, local uh, events and things that are going on in your community, because that's another hard thing, depending on where you are in the world, finding local things. It's local based. Yeah. Exactly. It's location. That's very, good. Oh, very, very handy. Um, uh, that's where I met Misty and all, and it wasn't like, a, and it's not a dating site per se, but see, that's I, what I, yeah, me too. Me too. It's not. And, but I had seen her little avatar on an event that I wanted to go to. And I went and I checked out her profile and I was like, Hmm, I think I will message this person. And so I did. And then we got chit chatting and that led to, you know, 10 years later, we're still together. So, um, it totally, I and one of the things that Misty and I talk about all the time is because I met Misty's cross-dressed side first. That was the the person I got interested in. Exactly. It wasn't like I met his boy side and then he had to like disclose what he was very sensitive about. Like that's a that's kind of like so I like wearing ladies' clothes and underwear, and uh, yeah, that's just the beginning of that. <laughs> you know, uh, like it wasn't a huge uh, secret that he had to share, and so um, yeah, the ice is broken right exactly. from the get go. Like, exactly. I, I think that's the best policy. I'm mm -hmm. like, why set yourself up to more chances of things not meshing if it's something important? You know, like if it's a detail that's like. That'd be like, well, I really love Thai food and I like, you know, I need someone who loves Thai food too, you know, <laughs> but like, if it's something, it's like your lifestyle, your yes. identity is attached yes. to it, say it. Like, why would you hide that? This exactly. is very important. Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that uh, getting yourself into a situation where you're on a regular vanilla dating site and um, you're meeting like people who might not even the odds yeah odds are not on your side yeah you're gonna get this random 
pool of people approaching you and then you have to apply this like you said you know like oh when do i reveal that whole fraught situation that gets more and more awkward the longer you go yeah. you are setting yourself up for that every time yeah I like agree. why yeah it's a bad idea bad idea <laughs> yeah and i mean even a lot of like vanilla or like mainstream dating site like you're allowed to put whatever you exactly. are about yeah, in totally. the, like in the bio and guess what if if 90% of people just look, don't look at you, that's a good thing. Totally. And I um, I put a, a little bio up on field and um, yeah, have all of kind of like my kinky stuff out there. The fact that, you know, ethically non-monogamous. So again, like uh, nobody's going to be surprised by the big ticket items, you know? Yeah. yeah th that's what you want. I, I don't like, I'm so against... It drives me nuts. Well, okay, the whole of dating culture in general drives me nuts because it's yes. blah, like I'm a not autistic person. I need things to make sense. And I'm like, none of this makes sense at all. What are you doing? <laughs> but like the one is where like you have these dating profile people who are like, you know, you know how to put yourself so you attract people and don't, don't be too weird. Don't be too this. I'm like, okay like they treat it like you're a product and the you need many clicks your way you're not it's the opposite repel repel yeah. as many <laughs> of the wrong people as you can and then only the brave and the worthy will make it to you like yes. why would you want to function the other way where you're going to attract like oh yeah 80 percent of people like they swipe whichever direction is acceptable. Yeah, I don't know, actually. The good direction, but they yeah. all dump you and it never works because they don't actually like the real you. Like, how is that a success? Well, this is it, you know, this is it. Like, if you don't like dancing or going to the bar, you don't go out to the bar to meet people. Like, that's that a bad idea, you know? And when you, get, when you get dumped and rejected, look at it like, oh, I dodged a bullet. <laughs> <laughs> don't exactly. look at it. Don't look at it like there's something wrong with you. You're great. Um, yeah, the, you're the, you know, you're trying to find a good fit for you, a person that really appreciates all your quirks and fabulousness. And if the other person did not, well, good riddance. That's not yeah. the right person. Like, exactly. what do you want? It, exactly. It's kind of silly to to look at it like a number game you know yeah. a numbers game i'm like no eliminate the numbers make it at, as low as possible so that the things that come in they're worth your time they're worth exploring because it's not you don't have this big stack of shit yeah. that, oh no i have to check this and this and that like if no you're afraid if you're afraid to list out things you like and things you enjoy and stuff that's important to you do not be put all that stuff in there because that's that's the filter that helps. That's the filter. Put the filter at the at right max, at the beginning. max level. <laughs> the pipeline must be yeah. filtered from the freaking mouth of the tube. Yeah. You know, like exactly. why would you want to let any crap in? Yeah. But yeah. And it's like, I think people, maybe they're like, no, but what if I scare people off? I'm like, th that's what you want to do. You want to scare the wrong people off. Think like a, like a, you know, you're an environment you, you need to yeah. get the wrong organisms out of your environment exactly something that's going to thrive in your environment not yeah. be unhappy and not click and gel so yeah your, anyway your team is not going to feel good being rejected 
down the pipeline yes rather than right off the bat like when you're prepared you're like this is me i'm an acquired taste boom it's not going to attract everybody you, you already know like you know yeah. why it's yeah. not a stupid reason no but if, if you actually are the opposite like no 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 but i want to wait and make sure but like okay but then you attract a bunch of people you're going to actually maybe meet them Mm -hmm. your your investment will become greater and then you're oh. you, you're gonna lose out but that's worse you know yeah yes oh gosh I, you know what communication starting off on the right foot and being you know transparent about who you are and um yeah i mean it, it, i don't mean like info dump all your trauma <laughs> you know i'm talking yeah. about like uh, no but but <laughs> they're not your therapist exactly but i but having the important stuff out there that are that are deal breakers that you know and yeah in a year's time if yeah. you're not expressing who you are so many people change who they are to fit a relationship and mm -hmm. ultimately it's not there's that never works out no <laughs> so, and, and like yeah. we're so used to you know the whole world tells us to to change our, our outer selves and mask it to fit that work, to fit there, to fit this and that. And it's like, you know, who does this serve? It, do, it never serves you. That no. never serves you. So if, if this is a personal thing, like a relationship, serve yourself. Like exactly. that's the time to be like, this is me with a capital M. And like you don't you want a person like when you're thinking about it in terms of like you would never want the other person to be hiding themselves and then dishing yeah. out a giant surprise later. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I, I love taxidermy. I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, something that would be like I love human taxidermy. That yeah. would be I'm <laughs> yeah. okay with taxidermy, but not like, not I mean, like Yeah. Um uh yeah so like you want the person to be honest with you you want to be able to love a person and embrace them fully for who they are of course you want to have the same reciprocated and i and to me that's where the magic is that's where like relationships get delicious and juicy with that kind of communication and openness and you know yeah it's where you feel seen so deeply and you see the oh, other yeah. That's what it's about. Like you, you mm. want to be seen. The other person wants to be seen. Will show yourself because yeah. that's the only way. Like you, you can't go around that. If you're hidden in the bushes or behind a wall, <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna come and find you. <laughs> it's so true. And uh, I don't. I think we've nailed that one. But yeah. if you know you want, Good luck. yeah, <laughs> yes. Let us know how it goes. Go um, forth and prosper or don't, because that's good. You don't want. Right. Losers around. <laughs> yeah. All right. Our next question is from an awesome mutual of mine, uh, Dreadlocks. And they say, so I was just listening to episode two. Yay. I love it when people listen. Yeah, um, the <laughs> which is fantastic, by the way. And you drop the line. Nudity isn't sexual and mention nudity on beaches in Europe. Uh, and Canada as well. I had a little giggle because I live in, uh, I think that's Queensland, Australia. With all our fantastic beaches, there is not one in our state that's clothing optional nude. In so many ways, we are very Americanized over here. Now, I, I don't know if there are any nude beaches down in America. 
in the United States. I suppose I should have looked. I feel like California has got to have okay, that. But okay, I hold on. I gotta, I gotta run to the. I gotta run to the Google machine here. Uh, nude beaches, USA. It seems like a big, sunny hippie thing, but oh, I mean, Florida. Okay, they do because of course Florida Misty, too. Okay, Misty told me about the ones in Hawaii that uh, he went to with his kids and at the time wife. So California has one too. New Jersey, what? um oregon oh i've been to the one in oregon oh okay yeah <laughs> uh yeah uh massachusetts Ooh, i bet that's cold and um yeah i know not in winter probably yeah so or maybe they, they, they hang out in the hot tub the whole time right <laughs> you know just it's not a nude it's, beach, a, it's a nude hot tub in massachusetts no, yeah just you run to there and you just dip in yeah yeah um so that's crazy uh, that you've got some seriously puritanical people down your neck. I wouldn't have pictured that from Australia 20 years Yeah, ago. yeah, that's kind of um, bizarre. Uh, we have a nude beach very close to where I live. Uh, actually, there are a couple. And yeah, there are a few like near me. Are on there? Like, about an hour. They're between me and Montreal, but I, I love it because the little signs, I show them to you, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The road sign, the official with the stick figures, but the stick figures have little butts. <laughs> <laughs> they have little butt oh. cracks. It's like, oh, look, there's naked people. You know what? I've <laughs> never seen signage for our nude beach here in Vancouver, uh, Rec Beach, which is pretty amazing for. Like, I know. A I don't know if it's a like road signage i don't know if it's like a provincial thing or like a yeah, federal thing I but i was just like why are they because i was a kid when i saw it i was like why do these people have butts you know and it was like oh okay it's a it's a nudist area <laughs> that's awesome oh my god i love that yeah um yeah you're gonna have to resend me that photo because that's hilarious uh yeah, yeah anyway so uh, we were talking about like a, a little bit off camera when we were kind of reviewing the questions the fact that Nudity is not sexual. Not to say there isn't sexual things that happen on nude beaches because there totally are, but the general consensus is that is not good nude beach etiquette. <laughs> In fact, it's the opposite yeah. of good etiquette on a nude beach. Yeah. Um, yeah. At Rec Beach, you go off into the bushes. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's where all the sexy things happen. So, if you're there and you. There's you know, a time and a place. Yes. Yes. For the yeah. yeah, because there are kids on the beach, like their families, yeah. you know, so it is strictly about just being naked in the sun, which feels amazing. Um, and, and it's a nudity, like, we're having a big, like, societal problem, like many of them mm. are fed with this fright that people have of their own bodies and other people's bodies. And it's like, how can this ever get better? Like, mm -hmm. people's body image is so bad. Like, yeah, I agree. You know, there's eating disorders and just like, you know, people all the only naked or nearly naked bodies they see is in porn or in movies or, you know, there's exactly perfection look at the human body. Like everybody's yeah. fit and nobody's saggy and it's all sexy. And, you know, most and of the then they feel like shit, you know, they feel yeah. like they're monstrous. They're like mm -hmm. disgust, but they feel other people are monstrous. Cause that's the reaction you get with nudity. Now, even with very young people, they act as if 
the mere sight of another person's body is like an evil committed to them. It's an, it's an abuse. It's like, you are attacking me with the mere sight of your naked body. And it's like, (laughs) that is not a good. It's totally not. It's unhealthy as hell is what it is. What the hell? I mean, I mean, think of it this way. If you just extend that a little bit from the body to like the face, it's like I said, well, let's all wear burkas, you know? Right. Because it's evil to watch upon the human form. Like, you know, when you think about that, that's so weird. Like, okay, like animals are naked everywhere. We're not flipping shit about that, you know? But if, you know, Bob next door decides to walk outside you know, buck ass naked and do his garbage. I mean, everybody would be going crazy uh, if that happened. Or even just not even like you have, if a woman is a bit too big and to wear like tight leggings, because you see things like what, like her, the shape of her goddamn leg is offensive. Like how hostile is that? I know I get mad thinking about, you know, people getting upset about that. It's like, what the hell is yeah like, at some point humanity needs to kind of look in and be like why do i feel so freaking hostile and aggressive towards like each our other bodies yeah. people's just the form they exist in the judgment. that's not healthy that's not no, good it's, so it's not, not healthy it's um, really really wretched well and you think about the weird social constructs that we've done for ourselves like for example men have no tops on all the time in the summer. Shorts are, to- that, that's the swimsuit, shorts. Yeah. No top, shorts. Yeah. And uh, for women, uh, we have to have our breasts covered all the time. Now here in British Columbia, we actually have a, you know, women can be topless anywhere in the province. Yeah, um, I think in Canada, to be honest. Because oh, in really? Ontario, okay. I'm pretty sure Quebec too. Okay. I know Ontario for sure, but like, all right, I mean, that's, that's another. Thing, that's another. Nobody does thing. it. <laughs> yeah, like so. But I'm, you know, curious how many states and I. Well, Europe has always had topless women for you know, ever over there. They're just more relaxed. I don't even know what else to say about that. But but here, yeah. so puritanical uh, North America, you know, we're finally getting our shit together so women can go topless. But guess what? No women are. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because the social you, stigma, hugely the laws don't need to like it's ingrained enough that society, the people around them attack them. Yeah, it's, like, you there don't was, need the law to come in. You just have enough people harassing you and insulting you. You're not going to do it and making you feel lousy about yourself. Like if people were sneering at yeah. you or laughing or or, you know, going, oh, my God, you know, or the the, react, the the classic reaction, like for any like, ugh, I don't yes. that like really you're looking at a human being and you express like disgust at just their body. Like, please, if if you say these things, go ask yourself what is wrong with you? like what made you <laughs> this way because it's common. Like, yeah, and you see it even in people who think they're very liberal. But like, if they say like the minute there's a lot of fat shaming in there too, let's face yeah. it, it's mixing together and they're like, ew, like if my neighbor came out, assuming their neighbor is old and fat, right. oh, that's that. another shame. Like, I mean, yeah. what they don't like, you're treating their body like it's literal garbage. And yeah. that is 
how? Like, how did we come to this point? Well, how do we come? Probably a long time ago, but like, you look at other human beings with contempt and disgust. Like, that's not good. And you know, really what? you know what's crazy is that right now, you know, the three other people who are watching this video, <laughs> we have, we have the power to make change. You know, we can choose a place of non-judgment where we accept all bodies as the great, amazing miracles of life that they are and let them be as naked or not naked as they want to be. Like, this is yeah. where it's like, you and know, don't you, yourself. Exactly. There should be no shame attached to um, a nude body. Existing. No, existing. existing. Body. Oh, my gosh. And, um, Luna, you were telling me a story about you and your friend at a park. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, because it's like I say, there is a trend that's regressing, especially in young, very young people. Like, you can see that discourse that, like, nudity is downright, like, an, a sexual assault mm -hmm. in itself, just by existing. If you see right. someone naked and you didn't consent, I, like, they exactly, use the language I didn't consent, consent yeah. just for having a body and showing it. And you're like, that is, you're crossing into territory that is fucking fish. Like, there's fascism yeah. in there, exactly. guys. Like, like, you're wearing red? I didn't consent to being, you know, looking at you in a red wear belt. a miniskirt? Exactly. You know, like it's the same. It's different language. It's like a liberal language to do the stuff that extreme right does. Ugh. And it's like, what the fuck? But yeah, I was in, in the playground with a friend. She had a baby and her older kid, and they were playing in a splash pad. And it was dead of summer, you know. Yeah. And uh, the the baby was was naked because at some point the baby just took everything off and started sure. running, which is like she's anyway. a one year old, one year old baby. <laughs> And then there was a summer camp with like 11 to 12 year olds running around the park. They suddenly just gather around this baby and they're, they're, they're discussing within each other. Like there's something really bizarre going on. And they kind of commissioned a few of the braver of them to come to my friend. And they were like, basically harassing her. They're like, why is she naked? Like, don't you realize like your baby's naked? And she's like, yeah, like <laughs> it's baby, it's, it's, it's like what? What it's you, summer? What's she's the problem? She's yeah. playing in the water. It's summer. It's little baby bomb. Like what are you doing? They would not let it go. It was it was until the point where we felt so uncomfortable because they kept coming back. Like it was like circling piranhas. They were outraged. It was like the religious police, but they, they didn't, they weren't talking like religiously, but you know what I mean? Like it was like the inquisition yeah. was coming down on us and they were 11 year olds. Well, and I was just like, what the hell do these kids care? Like, don't they have little siblings at home? Yeah. Are there no like, what? In the house? They never saw just that little baby running around with her yeah. butts out. Like the, the freaking, what's the, the Coppertone girl, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think, they've, I, I think they've actually gotten rid of all that advertising. That doesn't yeah, even probably because somebody would complain. Because they're like, there's a butt and it's like, yeah, it's butt, and, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, and it's like, listen, like what? Yeah, it was disturbing. Like, it was a very disturbing experience because yeah. it was like the children of the corn, you know? But we were attacked because of, like, you know, baby Naked. Butt. 
<laughs> but the, the, between their age and the fact that it wasn't their business and there was absolutely nothing untowards going on in any way. So you take that like, scenario and then you apply it to why aren't women wandering around topless? Gee, I wonder. I wonder why more women don't go topless. Like if a baby they'll, they'll be attacked. harassed. Exactly. If I wandered downtown in my little town with no top on, there would be like, I, I can't even, the letters to the newspaper, you know, like. <laughs> and the, the biggest threat, it wouldn't even be attacked by like perverts. It'd be no. being attacked by Puritans. Exactly. Attacked by other women. No, the perverts are just sitting there going, all right. They're like happy. Yeah, you did like good great, you know? But the ones that would come yeah. at you and make and, and call you disgusting and call you awful things, they're they're most like a lot of them other women, you know? Like it's yeah. it's this whole place where it's like, you know, like what the hell happened? like what's going on? <laughs> and you know, it's crazy because I feel like um it's when you're older and you're overweight there's more compoundness to the shame and the judgment. It, you're, you're fair game. You are. You become like, you're like, no, no segment of society wants to protect you. No you're garbage. Like, yeah. That's you're that's, old. You're valueless. Essentially. Yeah. It's like you're, Oh, you're overweight. You're old. You're this, you're not sexy. You're not attractive. You're not young. Nobody's going to come and stand for you. You're on your own. You know, yeah. let's face it. It's the, the, you're, you're, it's open season. Yeah. So, and, you know, I, I don't know. What's our, our, our line here is like support other naked people. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> Live it's a life like, of no judgment, you know, yeah, against and, and catch yourselves. Like, cause we're all raised in a society, right? And we all yeah. have these instant knee jerk things. But like, for example, you see someone, you know, oh, you think they're too big for their tight leggings. So what? Like, it's really, like, look back and say, why do I care? Why does that even make a difference in my life? Like, yeah, and then exactly. turn around and go look at a tree. I don't know. Like, just <laughs> don't fall into this thing of like, yeah, I'm I'm entitled to feed these weird negative. Like, okay, so I, I don't I do not have like TikTok or any of that shit on my phone. I'm like, it's just not. I don't have thing. TikTok. No, so I don't no, know no. But I know that even previous to that the the practice of recording people on your phone yeah. um, and making fun of them is absolutely outrageous. Like, I know we're not talking about nudity right now, but I just had to bring up the point. Probably like, includes it. But well, yeah. you know, like the whole, you know, like the leggings thing made me think of immediately like all those, you know, people of Walmart um, photos. Yeah, yeah. Well, they just that's all. That's, that's pre TikTok. Exactly. Too. That's like, yeah, that's like the dawn of email, you know. <laughs> well, again, it's that whole phenomenon of certain people are fair game for society to unleash nastiness on them. Yeah. And funny and it's like oh my god like it's that whole thing like asserting your power over certain groups of people and and you know people of walmart okay so it's implied poor. they're gonna be poor yeah they're gonna be a lot of them are overweight and it's like okay but like what why do you need to hurt them exactly this is like, it's like mean girl uh you know culture 
it's just all over the place and it's it's so mean and terrible like it's petty at best and it's evil at worst like this is what leads to people being dehumanized and not having rights and just dying in the fucking street you know like yeah yeah it's part of that road where the minute you start thinking like yeah it's okay to to just completely harm and be nasty to some random person apart yeah that's just rude as fuck yeah it's just not okay like if you want to be a good human and look at yourself in the mirror and think yes i am a in i have integrity and i'm good well don't do that yeah yeah sorry one of the things you shouldn't do yeah we kind of got off the whole nude beach thing but yeah yeah. and get naked together be excellent and be naked yeah be naked and be excellent to each other yes totally yeah uh, and this is weird because it kind of ties into this next question, which we're going to do a whole entire episode. So yeah. we uh, need to not talk too much about that one right now. Or it's, yeah, we're yeah, or it's going to be like three hours long. Okay, so um, I love this person, this Ginger Snapped Fifty. She's amazing, and she writes to us and she said, "You lovely women need to do a podcast on feeding fetish. That's a thing, right?" asking for a friend and it is totally a thing um yeah and this spawned when we got this uh, luna and i a gigantic discussion which could have been two podcasts and you know will be uh yeah we decided it was wise (laughs) to just run with it rather than try to and and it it was interesting to me because the the feeding fetish or feeder or what have you I did not hear about, it did not come into my like, you know, sphere of knowledge until about two years ago when I was like, you know, going down a rabbit hole on Tumblr and then stumbled upon this tag for feeders and feedies. And I was like, what, what, what? This is a thing. I've never heard of this. (laughs) Um, So, and Luna, you much earlier. Yeah. Well, again, the, the context was really because like, Years ago, I had watched like a a show. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it it followed the lives of people with like who were overweight, but like very overweight, like four hundred pounds, and how they they have to live, and you know, mm-hmm. and and that's where I learned like one of the recurring issues that would be mentioned, and usually by the women, was how they were scared whenever a man would show interest in them that it was only because of their size because they've had had experiences being fetishized where the man was very much just like you're big and like they were feedies and it was enough that even to the point where even when the women would want to like lose a bit of weight or like you know do things for their health health issues their boyfriend or whatever would just not be cooperative like they would totally just enable them and just like derailed their whole freaking thing because that was the, they were not like they it was a fetish to them yeah it was more important to keep the feed the food and the pounds than actually just having balance with it yeah and it was for several of them it had been a problem they said i feel like anytime a man even looks at me which let's face it sadly there's a big bias against overweight people in the first place and fat phobia. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. they say, when I do get attention and love, I can't trust it. Yeah. And, and I'm afraid this, that it's going to be one of those people. And I'm like, Oh, you know, and, and that's how I learned about it. it. Well, see, that's fascinating. That was eight. Like you were saying like years ago, 
I, this opened up a whole other conversation that Luna and I had, which is going to be a whole other episode about kinks versus fetishes. Or um, fetishizing. Fetishizing, yeah. I should say, yeah. Um, and the fact that, uh, you know, the fetishized person becomes this two-dimensional character and ceases to In be- In the a, person fantasies. Exactly. Yeah. They're a fantasy and, and then become essentially dehumanized. Mm-hmm. Um, they're an accessory to the other person's like it's supposed to be a kink it's supposed to be a preference but then it's like instead of finding a partner which shares these things it's like you have these features you have these parts we ignore everything else yeah you're not a person you're an accessory to my whole setup mm-hmm. you know and at the risk of diving into that and just going off for another 20 minutes because we totally can um <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna say those are two episodes coming up. So we're going to address all the ins and outs of the feeder fetish. And yeah, then, and it's all right. Like yeah, as a king, exactly. Talk as about a... that and what that's all about, what that looks like. And then also talk about fetishizing and the dangers of that. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it crosses all different kinks, all different lifestyles, mm-hmm. all different. Yeah, it, it happens in a lot of settings. So it's not just you know, the feeder thing, it's the same than all the others. There are people who do it responsibly and wholesome way. And then there's people who just fetishize their partners with it. So, And if you have, if you feel like you've been a victim or I shouldn't say victim or somebody who has had it happen to you where you've been fetishized to the point where um, it's absolutely destroyed a relationship, um, send us a message and tell us about what that was about and what that was like for you. Um, cause we're going to be talking about that. And obviously, um, we'd love to hear from you and share if you feel like it, your experiences so we can help other people too. Um, yeah. So that was that question. Uh, thank you so much. This ginger snapped. You are thank amazing. You. Um, now we've got an no- uh, anonymous question and this one's, uh, can someone, and this is all caps, please let people know that ordering someone to come for me will most likely end in frustration or with someone faking an orgasm. Yeah, yeah well, I, you know, yeah. and Luna and I talked about this. About off- yeah, yeah, we talked, we talked about it off camera and we were like, you know, maybe there's a two percenter out there that they've got this incredibly deep, intricate DS relationship that's, you know, been molded and shaped to be all of these things. And that's possible. I would never say it's in a possible thing. Everything's possible. Like everything's possible for some people at some time. (laughs) Yes. But this is like a weird thing. And we were both like, oh my God, this is a weird thing that is held as almost a standard in mm-hmm. submission where the person, Oh, you should be able to come on command, which is ridiculous and a damaging lie. <laughs> it, it's, it's, ri- it's ridiculous for anybody as a blanket statement, but like, especially for women, right? It's even yeah. harder for women yeah. to get there. So it's like, yeah, the exactly. expectation massive. Yeah, mostly, yeah, and mostly I find the whole come for me thing is, is, uh, for like the, it's more of the women submissive versus the dom man 
where the dominant man is like, oh yeah, you see that. Come now. That is, I see that more in porn than I do the other way. I mean, it does exist, but I don't see it as often. And most of the time, if you're trying to get your submissive male to come, well, you know where he's at. You just have to look at his dick. See where his balls are. No, yeah, that, no. that's what I was about to say. I was about to say the only time I've ever said this is when I I know full well it's gonna come in about three seconds. Exactly. His, frankly, I often coming, say it so they don't feel bad about it. So totally. they know I'm I'm happy about it. You know. Yeah. So completely different ball game there. Exactly. It's very they're very. Tummy, very they're tight, their balls are up. Their dick is twitching. They are about to have an orgasm. So yeah. it's easy to time it and go, come for me now. And boom, it's all magic. But for a woman, it's like, There's you a don't know fake. what's happening. <laughs> yeah. And they don't know the difference when you're faking. No, they really don't. not really, not really. And, and there's also the pressure of, you know, when they're like, okay, you gotta come for me. You gotta come for me now. You gotta come. For, and, and you're like, like you mentioned if you can't, like, what are you going to say? <laughs> Exactly. It's like you're on the spot now, you know? Yeah. And and then the submissive feels terrible that they couldn't orgasm at the right time. And so now it's like there's a shame. And they or, don't get to. Yeah. They don't get to ever because it's like nobody's addressing the fact that it's like I have to fake all this to make the other feel good. But now it's like I never get to go. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's like, not only do you feel bad because, you know, you can't do what your dominant has asked you to do, but also you're not getting an orgasm. So fuck that shit. Fuck it straight to hell. Don't fake orgasms. Yeah. But the thing is, I can see why they do because I totally do. Do you know, am I going to have to deal with my partner's disappointment and this and that? Like, Oh my God. Like there's a reason why it's so common. It's because it's like, well, you need to serve the whole fantasy and that wouldn't fit, right? Like that would be a bummer. And submissives want to please. Mm, so yeah. the whole thing, it's like, if I just fake it, then he's happy. And then, <laughs> you know, like, so it, it kind of helps them a little bit, but they still feel kind of like they've let their dominant down. And it's just a bad, bad thing. So I... I the crazy thing is we were talking about it's so prevalent in porn and erotica you know it it's it, there's there's themes right like there's yeah. those themes that come back again and again and you're like okay look i get it it's part of the fantasy but there comes a point when when it's like the leading narrative and there's no escape from it like that becomes insidious and it starts yeah. to really educate people on like, this is what I'm supposed to do because otherwise it wouldn't be 90% of what I exactly, see. Exactly. Like, and, and, then you, and now you feel bad because, you know, I'm not a good submissive because I can't reach these standards of being able to come. Yeah. Under. Like you're not a gold star. Exactly. Oh, you know? <laughs> like, plus it's, it's like, you think, oh, all these other ones, they, they magically go. And it's like, no, they're all faking too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're all, you're all like 90% yeah. of you guys. It's like, yeah. yeah. So keep that in mind. 2% tops are being able to come on demand. Everybody else is faking that shit and dominant men stop doing this. 
yeah, like focus on other things that are under the subs control to, you know, like yeah. where they can deliver this and like, not, don't put it on a biological function that is notoriously flaky. Exactly. Exactly. Because all of a sudden, you know, you have something pop in your head as a woman, like, I don't know, something I'm defective. Yeah. And then and then boom, instant girl boner gone. You, know, like, you, you got to start the rhythm changing just like a tiny black oh it's gone you know the yeah. speed change oh shit like yeah it's really like it's touchy so I, having orgasms as a goal is just a terrible shitty way to make women feel bad it, it really is like it, it's putting a lot of pressure and competition yeah, I mean, like a sense of competition that really is like, if if there was a if this was as physically obvious as with guys, guess what? Like you all would see the truth, and it's not. Yeah. <laughs> like you wouldn't be able to have that competition no more because you would see fucking clearly when it's not working. And exactly. The conversation would be totally different. You wouldn't have that problem. So Anon, we're letting people know this practice is archaic and ridiculous and should stop immediately. So if you're writing porn or filming it or whatever, stop adding this ridiculous piece into. Yeah, like there's enough. And, there's enough yeah. out there. You yeah, because it's a lie. And I, you know, and just because I'm a solution person and I hate to, I'm not a complainer. I like as a dom, maybe instead of demanding they come demand that they tell you they're close or they're 50% there or they're not there at all, you know, ask for their truth instead of yeah. a lie. If, if you want this to be a goal, is that yeah. important? Well, that is something you need to work. You need to work with the person for yeah. real. You can't just be like, yeah, we're going to pretend my little role play that everything's great and I'm awesome. And yeah. you don't do any work for it. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> like, that that's something I fucking hate about dominance culture is a, the amount of because subs it's always like we need to earn we need to deserve I'm like yeah doms too okay yeah if this shit ain't real work that you're actually applying to yourself to and and you fail and you acknowledge you're you're just you're a poser okay exactly. you just like to wear the big fancy like yeah I'm so tough and good but yeah. like what did you actually accomplish fuck all it's just a dumb game yeah. in your head an eight-year-old could do that you know yeah. but that's a classic case if you want this it's important to you you're gonna need to build that up and yeah. you're gonna need to communicate you're gonna need to follow what works for your son and you're yeah. gonna have to work with that you Agreed. can't just magically be like oh yeah no i'm gonna do la 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 la, la and then it's gonna work like <laughs> What a child. Like, why would you think that? Like, yeah. you know? Honest to God. Yeah. Like, put in the work or just don't go there. Like, it's, and, and again, yeah. even even with the work, it might not happen. So you need to be an adult about that. Like, exactly. a real good adult, not a shitty and, one. And so doms, get creative and come up with other things that you can yeah, goals. to do that is realistic, you know? Yeah, and where yeah. you can finally both kind yeah. of enjoy it together and have something happen that is fulfilling and not nobody's, like nobody's taking it yeah yeah no faking no more no need you know 
Um, and that brings us to our last question of the day, um, which both of us had read earlier on in the summer when we were off and we were like, Ooh, I can't wait to talk yeah. to this person. Cause this is, we're another- sorry it took so yeah. long again. <laughs> we hope you're okay. <laughs> this is another anonymous. And they say, uh, advice for someone who's so used to coming by themselves with a vibrator and porn. I am very worried I won't be able to come with a person ever again without those things. Help me get out of my head. Yes, get out of your head. Like you answered your own question right there. (laughs) Because I mean, once again, see, there's nuance there in which, okay, first of all, right off the bat, there there is this belief floating around that, oh, if you use a vibrator too much, you're going to like numb your nervous system or something. That's not true. Yeah. There's no scientific any reason to think that this can happen. If it could do that, you'd need to damage your nerves. There's no, like, there's no vibrator yeah. that's going to, like, maybe, maybe the unless magic it explodes wand. in your crotch and destroys you. Imagine you wandered yourself and wandered around all day. Maybe, yeah, they say, maybe the most that can <laughs> Yeah, it can desensitize, but literally for, like, a few minutes or maybe, like, an hour or something. Like, it, yeah. it's really... But then it's any sensation will do that to your body, right? But it's Repeated. not yeah. permanent. It's fine. But, mm-hmm. I mean, there is the issue we just discussed where some people have more trouble having an orgasm with a partner in general. Yes. So you have to really kind of consider the two activities are completely different. Yes. You're not robbing your partners by... Or, you know, your capacity to be a partner because you you masturbate a lot that's fine Mm -hmm. but don't compare that with being with a partner because it might be a completely different technique might be a different deal but it's not like you don't have to feel bad about it you don't have to feel like oh no i damaged myself because you you didn't it's not that so and if for example like there's certain ways that you know man every time i touch myself this way um i come very quickly and you want to have that experience with your partner Teach them how to do teach them how to do that thing. You know the magic move, just yeah, yeah. And then sit back and relax because you don't have to do any work. You know, like you can enjoy. Um, And as for being in your head, like I know for me, with you know rich fantasy life, when you're masturbating yourself, there's no reason you can't enjoy that stuff when you're with a partner too. But also be present in the moment. Enjoy your partner person. Uh, but you're allowed to go off into your head to fantasy land too when you're having sex. There's no yeah. rules. No, you know? if it's not along the way, like, yeah. gives it a nudge a bit. It's okay. But it's also good to be present and enjoy the person you're with. Yeah, because that, that leads to... A, a totally different kind of experience that you yeah. cannot have when you're masturbating. Yeah, like exactly. that's why I always say, I feel sometimes people think of masturbating and coming with like it's all the same thing, and I'm totally, I'm like, no, they're completely different experiences. Yes. They're not like lesser or more or bad mm-hmm. or good, but it's like one is one, and then when you enter the other one, you you have a whole world of different situations to enjoy. And they don't replace each other. No. So enjoy both, you know? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, yeah, we had a whole episode on tantric sex, which Mm -hmm. 
is basically it's just good sex, you know, like, and it helps you get present in whatever, uh, with the partner that you're with. So you can appreciate the sights, the smells, the sounds, mm. the moment, the touching, the physical, all the things. It helps you kind of really dig into that experience and enjoy it on a completely different level than I'm going to get off my mm-hmm. partner not doing that one thing I need them to do. Um, like, again, are you looking at sex as this is going to be a 10 minute thing <laughs> where I have an orgasm or are you looking at it as I get to enjoy my partner? Like mm-hmm. I do. it's like, um, I, I get turned on and excited pleasing my partner, whether it's orally or, you know, whichever thing. So like, again, taking yourself out of that place where you're like, I need to get off. Um, or, yeah. you know, maybe always having a goal that's not present. Yeah. You know, you're always projecting your mind at away, like somewhere further. And it, that it's a bad habit to get because there comes a point where you, you always do it. Yeah. And you never kind of can live in the present because you're always used to like pushing for something, going somewhere. Like it, it's, it's towards this thing instead and of going, I'm here. Yeah. I'm and then there's disappointment this. when you don't get there. Like, um, yeah. take, take orgasms off the table as a sex goal with your partner. Like here you're talking, like you're afraid you can't do it. Forget about having that orgasm. Just enjoy yeah, the sexual just, experience. Yeah. You know? And they're not lesser. Like, that's another thing. There's, yeah. there's so much less celebration of the entire act of being with someone in an intimate way. Like, it is so proud. Like, there's so much pleasure, so much experience in this. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's always just like, yeah, orgasm, mix, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, ah, just. Perf- it's almost performative sex. Like, we're going to have crazy yeah, like sex. Like, we're told and- that this is the goal. Like, we're, yeah. we're going to olympics and this is the gold medal and it's like no to me it's it's a meal a good meal you're not just gonna be like oh my god i'm just eating this i don't taste it just because i want to eat a chocolate bar after you know like i mean that's stupid why would you do that you know like it's enjoy every bite you know exactly exactly and the smell yes Mm -hmm. yeah so uh i hope that helped anon i hope that um it takes some of the worry out and just yeah. enjoy. It's fun. That's the fun. You need to kind of just be like, it's okay. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be okay. Yeah. You're no nerves damaged. No worries. You know, if you're having sex with people who don't do anything for you, like you're not erotically charged, think about it's that. It's not your fault. Exactly. So like it's okay. You can just find other people or you can you know maybe you can work it out by communicating not everybody's gonna knock your rocks off too that's another thing you know it's not a surefire thing yeah but look at it as fun as a great experience Mm -hmm. as a way to connect with another human in a way that's really beautiful um yeah and good luck and enjoy the vibrator yeah, have fun in the meantime. Like it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Just relax. Exactly. Now you can. So. Yeah, totally. Well, that brings us to the end of all of our Q and A's for today. Um, oh my gosh, uh, I've missed 
doing this and hanging out with. Yeah, me too. It was, it's like a, it feels like a whole harvest. I know. All the questions we had over the summer were like, oh, look at oh, me. The, so the bounty. Because the it's bounty. the harvest moon today, too. So yeah. It's perfect timing. So we're entering. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I, I was just like, send more questions. Um, yeah, we need. Yeah, we need to totally. hibernate now. We need a lot of food. <laughs> yeah, so. we do. We need more. We need more. We're starving. Ah. Uh, yeah. And we're gonna get into, like we said, the monster fucking files. Finishing those up, and we've got the feedy, a feeder episode, um, and also fetishizing. And those are just a few. We've got tons more topics and guests. Guests. I'm very excited about coming to see yeah. us as well. So. Thanks so much for joining us at Kinky in the Real Real World. We'll see you again next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for getting kinky with us. You're amazing and we love that you stayed. We hope that you join us again next episode with Kinky in the Real World.